This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Welcome back to another episode of Extreme Resurrection. I'm your host, James Grunberg. Alongside me always is my partner in crime, Steve Riddle. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Glad to be back and got some uh, interesting uh, uh, show tonight because I believe for the first time since at least since I've started doing this, um, our two shows um, sandwich a pay-per-view. Usually we do, you know, the two shows going into the pay-per-view but here we actually have the pay-per-view between the two shows so kind of an interesting uh uh route going that we're going to be taking here tonight yeah indeed uh but uh you know uh lots of things are happening leading up to judgment day at judgment day as well um we know that uh the new breeds elijah burke is going to take on cm punk in a one-on-one match at judgment day and again, it is a three-on-one handicap match for the ECW title between Bobby Lashley, Shane McMahon, Umaga, and the ECW champion, Mr. McMahon. So Judgment Day is looking up and up for uh, the ECW side of things. You know, they're getting uh, recognition on the um, on the pay-per-views. They usually just featured the Raw and uh, Raw and SmackDown uh, superstars here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if ECW usually, and if ECW does get involved, it's only for like the title and whoever the champion is. So it's good to see the um, Punk and Burke get a good showcase. Yep. So before we get into ECW here tonight, we have a recap of Monday Night Raw, and uh, it's Bobby Lashley versus Coach, and then so that's a squash match where uh, Bobby Lashley just dominates Coach. And then uh, Bobby chases Umaga, Shane, and Mr. McMahon into the back and everything. And he gets to, he like, he chases them up. And then out of nowhere, Mr. McMahon hits Bobby with the ECW title in the parking lot. So it looks like the McMahons got one up on Bobby Lashley going into Judgment Day here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vince getting like that one last shot in on on Lashley, kind of putting that like you know final period on it before we get into the pay per view. Yep, and so now we have Mr. McMahon. He's uh, on satellite here. He announces the main event tonight is going to be Bobby Lashley versus all three remaining new remaining members of the New Breed, and um, so we're in for a uh, hopefully a good matchup between. Uh, you know, the new breed and Bobby Lashley here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, 
will Elijah Burke be able to get some shots in, or is Bobby Lashley just going to squash them as he goes into uh, Judgment Day here? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, uh, we kick off, uh, by the way, we're live in Baltimore here tonight. Uh, it's May 15th, 2007 for ECW. We kick off with Rob Van Dam versus Snitsky. So after months of just squashing jobbers and making his way up to the the main roster of uh, card here, because, you know, the roster of ECW is very small and limited here. But I think we finally got what we really wanted to see, and that is uh, Snitsky taking on a main player in ECW. So what better way than to have Rob Van Dam versus Snitsky here? What do you think, Steve? Yeah, you figured it was finally time for Snitsky to move into something a little more, um, you know, meatier and to get some uh, some big names against, you know, to face off with to see if he's actually, you know, ready to kind of take that next step and be a potential, uh, you know, top heel for that brand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what I have here is Snitsky throws RBD, a side slam by Snitsky. Snitsky is beating up on uh, Rob Van Dam throughout this whole match, really. A vertical suplex, so it looks like, you know, Snitsky is really on the up and up here, and, like, RBD is, like, struggling to get some shots in to uh, Snitsky. So they're doing a great job as, like, Snitsky being this big, bad uh, monster here. I have a uh, heel kick to Snitsky, a windmill kick by RBD. RBD misses the Rolling Thunder. Snitsky misses the boot. Huge clothesline to RVD, but then it abruptly comes to a halt because Snitsky ends up getting disqualified by hitting RVD with the chair. And there's no clear winner here. I mean, I guess they're trying to, I don't know why they're trying to protect Snitsky here, but, um, you know, Snitsky gets disqualified and he hits RVD with the chair. So there's some brutal chair shots as well. Um, for this matchup, I went two stars, Steve. I thought it was really good how they were presenting Snitsky as this big bad monster who like beat up RVD throughout the match. And it looked like RVD was going to get this like really huge comeback here. Um, a really good uh, showing by both men. But again, it's kind of tainted by a disqualification finish. Yeah, I went two stars as well. Um Pretty basic stuff here. Snitsky looked good with his um, with his power offense. RVD sold well for him, and, and then RVD got a good little spirited comeback there. And that uh that chair shot he took there was nasty. <laughs> it like cracked him. Like Snitsky like cracked him right in the back of his head uh, with that chair. It's like RVD barely got his hands you know his hands up to protect himself. Um, the DQ finish kind of puzzled me. Um, I don't know if they were, you know, like you said, you know, if it was just trying to protect Snitsky with him not getting pinned, but they didn't want RVD to lose either. Um, unless they, you know, thought maybe this would, this maybe would continue on through the next week or so um, before we get something definitive. So it was a little bit of a puzzling finish. Um, didn't really do much for, for either guy, really, in my opinion. No, not really, but a uh, good showing by both bots uh, get the, uh, crowd going here for ECW. It looks like a great matchup to kick it off with, considering what the uh, main event is, too. So it's like you put it on an action class uh, 
you know, start kickoff uh, match here between RVD and uh, a big heel and Snitsky. And then you go with the main event of, you know, everyone's favorite Bobby Lashley versus the heels of the new breed. So it makes sure it makes sense on uh, where to put this uh, match up here. Mm-hmm, definitely. And now we get CM Punk versus, um, again, I think this might be like the third to fourth time we're seeing him. But again, you only have so much left on the uh, so much small crowdedness on the ECW roster that you can only bring out a certain amount of superstars. We have CM Punk versus Steven Richards. <laughs> Kicks to Steve. Uh, CM Punk starts to kick Stevie. Uh, knees to Punk's ribs. Stevie then like just starts going after Punk's ribs because they're heavily bandaged, and Stephen Richards is really taking a lot of um, of advantages against uh, Steve, against uh, CM Punk's uh, ribs here. A neck breaker by Punk. Stevie counters a bulldog. Punk counters a tornado DDT for DDT, and then he turns that into the GTS. So CM Punk wins with the pinfall uh, for this one, Steve. I went a star and a half. I really actually liked uh, Stephen Richards uh, showing, um, you know, taking advantage of the ribs here and, uh, you know, try to get that uh, pin against uh, Punk. So I went a star and a half. Yeah, I went uh, two stars again also for this match. Um, so this is actually the third time in the last seven weeks that these two have fought each other. So <laughs> again, like you, but again, like you said, you know, that's just you know the the lack of depth on the ECW. That's why we're getting you know this this is repetitiveness at times. But um, yeah, Punk with the um, you know, selling the uh, the pounce he took last week. He's got like you said the ribs taped up, and you know Stevie with a good you know count um, game plan going after them, but he uh, but Punk you know held strong, and I actually liked that little um, that counter of the tornado DDT into the GTS. I thought that was a good uh, series there, um, and gives Punk a good strong win going into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. So now we have. The new breed go new breed is backstage. Marcus Corvan is ready for Lashley. Uh, he says he will help the new breed to victory and will beat uh, will beat CM Punk at Judgment Day. So uh, really strong confidence here, uh, pumping up the new breed or what's left of the new breed of uh, Elijah Burke's words. And uh, you can see Corvan is ready to take on Lashley and also uh, you know. Strikers just like in the background. He's a little, he looks like he's a little bit scared to do this, but uh, he's like, okay, I'm gonna follow Elijah here. Yeah, good, good uh, promo here. And yes, Strikers pretty much, you know, become like the the uh, the bastard stepchild of the group because every time he tries to talk, talk, Burke cuts him off, and he's basically like, you know, you know, you're you know, you pretty much have, you've been, you know, the reason we've lost some big matches. So it's, you know, you got to get your act together. So, um, some interesting, again, kind of more potential teasing of uh, further dissension within the group. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, you know, just like good promo. And then, you know, he's always like putting down, uh, he's always putting down striker and he's like, it's your fault. You know, you lost the major brothers. You have to prove yourself here tonight. And Stryker's like, all right, I will. Like, you see, like, Stryker's like a sad puppy dog, you know? Like, mm, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now we have Kevin Thorne and Ariel versus Nunzio. 
punches and kicks by Thorne. Thorne power slams Nunzio. Nunzio gets out of the sleeper. Drop kick to Thorne's face. The dark kiss by Thorne for the win. I went a star here. Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh, you know, good good trying to show uh, for Nunzio as well, trying to fight. But like essentially, like it does become a squash where like Kevin Thorne is just dominating Nunzio and um, he gets the win with the uh, the dark kiss. So I want a star here, Steve. Yeah, I want a star as well. So here's an interesting little note. Uh, Thorne it was actually originally supposed to face Sabu on the show, but reportedly Sabu um, refused to lose because he knew because he knew because they wanted him to lose and he refused to do so. So as a result, he actually got fired for that. So uh, wow. Sab- so Sabu's uh, run has come to an end. Uh, it, uh, just uh, just under a year since his uh since he was at one night stand um oh six and now this is uh this is pretty much it this is it for him so we we are not going to see him any anymore going forward you know what's funny is um on the um on the place to be network also uh the uh what is it the uh highway to the impact zone they are actually um finishing up sabu's run in tna from when he makes the jump to ECW for the uh, one night stand pay per view and uh, ECW on Sci Fi as well. <laughs> very, uh, very fitting there. But yeah, that's uh, but yeah, that's it for him. And I think I think he goes back to TNA briefly and then just kind of uh, kind of just does some random stuff here and there. Doesn't really make another well, didn't make another major appearance at any of the big companies until actually very recently. Uh, he made that really like just. Random appearance at a double or nothing um, with AEW as the uh, enforcer of the of the uh, Jericho Cole um, unsanctioned match, which I was which I was there live for, and it was uh, it was weird. <laughs> I'll say I'll say that. So let's recap a little bit, you know, um, since we are since we do fly by these uh, these shows here. Let's uh, let's recap a little bit. Sabu kind of guy. Not the raw end of the deal, but he was rely. He was a reliability, like a uh, liability issue. He's very, he's a, he's a liability issue when it came to like jumping. You know, like we've seen from time to time, he was like always like botching things, and it got to the point where he couldn't even get into the ECW Extreme Elimination Chamber because I feel that Vince McMahon. Could not, Mr. McMahon could not trust him, or WWE could not trust him to go through this match, uh, coordinate this matchup here. So they need someone who's like more of like a veteran with uh, following like roll call as well, you know, because ECW just seemed like it was off the charts, you know, like they didn't really have like roll call and like coordinate everything, you know, it just seemed like, hey, whoever wins, wins, and let's fight to the death, basically, you know, someone's got to win, right? And he just botched a lot of things, you know. He has that one matchup against uh, Big Show at SummerSlam, and it looked like that was brutal. And then he just kind of falls off a little, the wagon a little bit. Yeah, it's not like they didn't try with him. I mean, like you said, they gave him the the big spot against Big Show at SummerSlam. Um, he was a key player at Survivor Series on John Cena's team. He got a good, you know, got a little shine in the Royal Rumble. He got a WrestleMania spot, which you know not a lot of guys can say. Um, 
you know, they even that they even you know put the Sheik in the Hall of Fame. So you know, they gave him they gave him plenty of chances. But I think by this point, I think he had, a, I think he got to the point where he just you know had enough and wanted out. I mean, we think back to the that one episode of ECW where he had forgotten his gear and he had to borrow Davari's tights. <laughs> so, um, and I think yeah, this just you know refusing to put Thorn over was you know obviously the final straw for it but um i think it I mean, was yeah. just like now you know like if he says now they're definitely gonna like i think in a way it was like a mutual parting where it's like if i say no they're definitely gonna kick me out and i'm kind of glad they that, that they are you know yeah, it could have been but uh but yeah i mean his uh his year was um was definitely full i mean he had some good moments but he was definitely um definitely full of ups and downs so um yep but you know, he can at least say he got a you know, I'm sure he got some pretty good paydays out of it. So he can, so you know, he did make out some good good for it. But um, but in terms of uh, the match itself, uh, yeah, pretty much just a straight squash. Nunzio gets a gets a few shots in, but Thorn pretty much you know destroys him and uh, finishes him off in less than four minutes. So just a, another kind of a squash win here. They're kind of now doing for uh, kind of trying to do for Thorn what they were doing for Snitsky earlier, giving them these like. You know, a couple of squash wins uh, just to kind of reestablish himself as a solo guy. Yep. So then, but also, um, you know, I think Sabu's like best match, like would probably like either the WrestleMania 23 match or that um, ECW um, Extreme Rules match where it was like the four on four, you know, like I saw him. And RVD doing some like really uh, insane moves here too, and uh, it looks like they are trying to get a little bit of a push here for uh, Kevin Thorne on the uh, the heel side here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So now we have Bobby Lashley. He um, he's giving a little like promo here. He says he'll finally Lashley will finally get his hands on Mr. McMahon Sunday at Judgment Day. And he is going to destroy the new breed. I like these short promos here because, you know, that like Lashley is still kind of green with uh, saying things. But, like, you know, his tough words, like, you know, he's, he means business, but he really cannot say a lot here. You know, he doesn't need to because, it's like, I'm just going to pound through everybody and I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we have the new breed versus Bobby Lashley in a three-on-one handicap match. Elijah Elijah Burke starts off, standing suplex to Elijah, shoulder block to Corvon. Stryker, Stryker gets knocked down to the outside. Corvon hits the pounce on Lashley to the outside. And uh, this pounce here, Steve, looked a little botched. Here, like, it looked like Lashley sort of, like, stalled a little bit, and then Corban had to, like, reset himself to get the pounce in line, and then they do the pounce. Did you notice that? I did, yeah. It did, it did look very awkward. I think I think Lashley may have, um, because Lashley's goal was to, get, was to try to go over the top rope, but I think he mistimed it a bit, so that's why, uh, that's why Corban had to um, kind of compensate a bit, and it definitely looked a bit... It definitely looked a bit um a bit off, which is which sucks because that was a that's a big moment for Corvon to get his his finisher basically on the, you know the number one face of EC of ECW. So um I, I felt I felt kind of bad for him that it got um it 
you know, got screwed up like it did. Yeah, it looked like um, Lashley was like a little bit like offline uh, with uh, how Corvon was pointing. So I feel like he just had to like reset like the way I looked at it. It was like, oh, I'm not in line with it. So now we got to like reset the thing over and it looked just bad, you know, and it sucks. But, you know, is what it is, right? Yeah. So now we have a scoop slam by Corvon, a backdrop to Lashley by Corvon, belly to belly suplex to Burke. And then Matt Stryker gets speared for the win. So Stryker again gets the pin, gets pinned here. And uh, you can see that Elijah Burke is not being, is not happy. You know, like he's like, no, Cor- Corvon, leave him. You know, like he doesn't deserve our help. And, uh, you know, like Burke is, Elijah is always blaming everything on uh, Stryker here. Like you said, the bastard stepchild, like it's all your fault. And, um, so for this matchup, I actually went a star in three quarters. I did like it. You know, the new breed did show some uh, did show some heel like leverage trying to help uh, Mr. McMahon here by beating down Lashley before Judgment Day and uh, the power of uh, Corvan and Burke, you know, Stryker again, which is left to be the fall guy here. So they could increase uh, they could enhance uh, the storyline of the new breed particularly maybe falling apart with uh, Burke and Stryker here. Mm, yeah, I went two and a quarter. I thought it was a fine handicap match. Um, I thought that uh, I, for, even though the, the pounce got kind of screwed up, I did think Corvon looked pretty good against Lashley. He got some good, good moves in on him, as did Burke. Um, no shock that Lashley ended up winning because he had to get some momentum going into the pay-per-view. And if any guy was going to take the pin, it was going to be Stryker. Um, you obviously didn't want Burke to job right before his big match. And they obviously didn't want to put, you know, have Corvon job because it seems like maybe they want to set him and Lashley up for something down the, down the line. Um, but yeah, just a solid way to kind of close out the show again. Like I said, give Lashley a little momentum and continue this, uh, this little again dissension within the new breed as uh, as strikers becoming more and more of the odd man out. Yep. So it does seem like uh, going into Judgment Day, and uh, we're going to get into it um, as we uh, kick off the next uh, episode with um, the ECW from May twenty second. But it does seem like a lot of uh, start and stops, um, more of like starting starts for people, as we said. Like Kevin Thorne looks like he's getting a. Uh, little bit of a push you know like he's dominating guys and then you have um then you have Corvon where like he's not getting pinned but like he has this great pounce and like this good great look of physique here and Elijah Burke as well you know the running knee and everything you know he's being up uh, some of the ECW originals and he's gotten some pins over them and then you have um but then you have Snitsky as well. You know, they're still keeping Snitsky strong by having him get DQ'd instead of getting pinned. But again, he didn't want to pin RVD. So it's like, which one of these four heels is going to take the first pin, you know, and like lose their dominating wins that they've been getting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely, um, they've done well building up these four guys. I mean, obviously... We'll see. Obviously, the only thing I can see is that obviously Burke's got the thing with punks, so we'll see how that ends up going. But yeah, I mean, Thorne, Snitsky, and uh, Corvon are all kind of, you know, building up a little bit of momentum. This is kind of where having Vince as the ECW champion kind of really hurts because 
since with him as the champion and him, you know, Lashley chasing him, you've got these other good heels on the brand that kind of really have just kind of they're spinning the their wheels at this point. You know, they're waiting to see when because, you know, eventually Lashley's going to get the belt back at some point, And it's just going to be a matter of when they do it and which of these guys is going to be the first one to kind of take that uh, take that next step and be the big first big challenger for him. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's all about when does Lashley, like you said, Steve, when when does Lashley get the belt back and who's going to be the first uh, challenger? So, Steve, before we get into uh, the ECW show here and the um, the recap of Judgment Day, because like you said, we're sandwiched between a um, we had a show. Now we have the pay-per-view and then we have this show. During the uh, Baltimore, uh, during the SmackDown Baltimore and ECW, uh, there were rumor like the news is that Ariel, this was Ariel's last show with Kevin Thorne as she got released as well. She does make the appearance on ECW with Kevin Thorne versus uh, Nunzio, but that is actually it for her as well. So not only did Sabu get fired, Ariel got let go after the show here. There's a, there were, there were two rumors. I, I, I believe this one more that, Vince McMahon just did not understand the goth vampire look and that this was more of a Paul Heyman idea. And Paul really sold, um, really sold Vince on the Kevin Thorne and Ariel idea, you know, like the, the guy who played Mordecai and everything that, oh, this guy's like new goth, you know, and he's got like this hot girl you know coming up in the ranks and uh, i think we could put them together and vince went for it now that paul's gone you know and ecw's back in mr in vince mcmahon's hands you know how far do you go with um kevin thorne and uh ariel you know if ariel can't even like get in the ring and wrestle but again there's no divas on ecw and stuff and the the way out i think is weird but she had an altercation with Batista at the SmackDown ECW taping where Batista was kind of being a jerk. And instead of ignoring Batista's antics, Ariel sort of like went off on him in front of like WWE officials as well. And they looked at it as like, why is Ariel creating a scene? You know, like this, this is, this is not good. You know, it's not a good look for us. And they released her for that reason of creating a scene between her and Batista. I don't know if you ever heard that story, but I read it. Cause remember we were talking about if, if um, Kevin Thorne quit the new breed, we thought that Kevin Thorne was getting the ax, but it turns out Ariel got the ax instead. Yeah, I, I don't recall hearing much about that. I, I think um, I know in a uh, apparently she did an interview in 2013. And that's when and she, she pretty much flat out blames the blames her release on that uh, on the confrontation with Batista. Um, again, I don't know if it's legit or not. Um, it, it just felt kind of weird that uh, that all of a sudden that they they let her go out of the blue. I mean, it was actually um, it was it was on the 18th that uh, three days after the ta- the the taping that um that they let her go, um, yeah, it just seems kind of weird. And now you wonder um, what does this mean for Thorn? Because 
I mean, honestly, she was one of the few things about him that was interesting. And now that she's gone, you know, you just got this weird vampire guy just kind of going around everywhere. So it's like, what's going to happen with him now? Yeah. And then, um, you know, like they played off as like they broke up and uh, Ariel just left, you know. So that's basically it for Ariel or I don't even know if her real name is Shelly Martinez. I think it is. So, you know, that's the end of her in uh, WWE CW and the World Wrestling Entertainment as well. So two losses for uh, ECW here. Mm -hmm. So now we are in, we have ECW from May May 22nd. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. We have the recap of Judgment Day. CM Punk defeated Elijah Burke. And... In the three-on-one handicap match, Bobby Lashley does defeat Umaga, Mr. McMahon, and Shane McMahon to become the ECW champion. However, Steve, he does not pin Mr. McMahon. So Mr. McMahon gets on the microphone and says, you didn't pin Mr. McMahon one-on-one. So you do not get the ECW title. Since you did not pin Mr. Man, you pinned Umaga, you don't get the title back. You won the match, but you're not the champion. So your winner, so even though Lashley wins, Mr. McMahon is still the ECW champion. Yeah, that, uh, that I remember that was like a big, you know, that had to, that was like a big deflating moment because because that that match only goes like not even two. I think it only goes it only goes like a minute fifteen, and Lashley you know, pretty much destroys them. And like I said, gets the win and you think he's finally, you know, he's got the belt back. But then, like you said, you know, Vince pulls the rug out from under and says that you got to beat me to become the champion. So that pretty much confirmed that this, this thing was going to go on a little bit longer. And, um, and in regards to punk and Burke, um, that's a much better match. than I think a lot of people remember Um, it's a, they they actually got the most uh, of all the matches on that show. They got the most time at um, 17 minutes. So obviously, you know, they, you know, put a lot of trust in those guys and they definitely delivered. Um, so kudos to the two of them for going out there and uh, putting on a really, really good match. Yeah. So um, hopefully um, we get, we resolve this, um, you know, Mr. McMahon Lashley feud soon. Uh, so we can, uh, you know, get back to the ECW, superstars and the alumni of ECW having uh title matches instead of Mr. McMahon and his cronies here, you know? Yeah. So like I said, we're in Des Moines, Iowa. We kick off. It is now Snitsky versus Tommy Dreamer. So another ECW original versus Snitsky. So we'll see how uh, Tommy goes against this, uh, against Snitsky here. Punches, punches to Snitsky by Tommy. Snitsky throws Tommy to the outside. Snitsky throws Tommy into the ring post. Shoulder first. Snitsky missed the late drop. DDT by Tommy Dreamer. A huge clothesline by Snitsky. And a uh, big boot by Snitsky for the win. Um, I went a star here, Steve. I tried going a star and a quarter. But it's like if I read this now, I'm like, this is a star. Because like, it's basically a squash. You give Tommy some offense when then the DDT, but then again, he just becomes a goner with the huge clothesline, the big boot for the win on Snitsky. So I went a star. 
Mm, yeah, I, I actually gave it the extra start. I gave it the extra quarter and went starting a quarter. Um, so we've now had three straight weeks of Snitsky facing the um, originals because he fought Sandman on the eighth uh, RVD last week and Dreamer here, and he's uh, he's basically two two out of the three. He won clean, so um, you can tell who's definitely on the pecking order of the of the original of the originals. Um, yeah, again, basic stuff here. Tommy did get a did so, show a little good fire and got a um. You know, did get off the DDT, which, you know, one of the first times Snitsky has gotten hit with a finisher, but kicked out of it. And then uh, and then he, you know, ends up winning. But then uh, he um, he then tries to attack Dreamer afterwards with a chair. But RVD makes a save with the uh, with the Van Daminator off the top. So, again, maybe continuing the uh, continuing something with uh, RVD and Snitsky from the previous week. Yeah, that's what I had as well, that uh, Snitsky was trying to finish off Tommy and then. RVD hits the uh, Sensio for Dan, Van Damme with the chair. So uh, really good uh, baby face hero for uh, Rob Van Dam to help his buddy Tommy out before uh, Tommy became mush to Snitsky here. So let's see what we get on uh, their uh, next uh, recording and our next uh, between our next two episodes here as well. Because actually, Steve, I believe we only have the next two episodes and then we are actually at one night stand. So, we're kind of flying by between pay-per-views here as well. Yeah, we're we're gonna hit it. Yeah, we got a stretch here of uh, of what feels like a pay-per-view, like every almost like every every other three weeks. So, um, it's it's gonna be uh, an interesting uh, couple of a uh, couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yep. So then we get a recap of the ECW title match, like I said, um, between Lashley and the McMahon's and Umaga. And like I said, uh, he beats Umaga, but Mr. Man says, you didn't pin me, and I'm the champion, so you don't get the title. You win the match, but you don't get the title, and it's heavily booed as well. So we'll see where that goes as well, because we have a little bit of a recap of Monday Night Raw. But before we get to that, we have Kevin Thorne on his own. That's right. Ariel is no more. It's Kevin Thorne on his own versus Wyatt Lair. A flapjack and a huge clothesline by Thorne. Wyatt tries to fight back, but is given the dark kiss by Thorne for the win. Uh, this is a half a star, basically. It's a squash, but again, they're trying to see that Thorne is this really like tough bad guy here as well with all this uh, darkness on him. So it feels like they're trying to make him like a dark, un- dark angel undertaker here, you know? Yeah, I went half star as well. My first thought when I saw that uh, the jobber uh, Wyatt Lara and I saw that name, all I could think about was uh, our good friends over at uh, PTV NXT. That sounds like one of those like random names, one of the names you would get from the random name generator for like when they do like their gimmicks at the beginning of each episode. I I could see like a Wyatt Lara popping up for one of them. So, <laughs> so I, like, yeah. I thought. I thought that was funny, but yeah, nothing, nothing much here. Just again, more another uh, dominant win for uh, for Thorne again. Now that he's no longer got Ariel, um, we'll see how much he, uh, how how relevant he can stay without the one thing that kept him interesting. Uh huh. Yep. So now we have um, Elijah Burke and Marcus Corbin. They're talking about their match versus Punk and RVD tonight. So the um, Sydney Punk and RBD versus Elijah Burke and uh, Marcus Corvan. Um, you know, and then uh, Burke is mad at Stryker, says there will be, um, you know, like 
problems if uh, he doesn't win versus the major brothers here tonight because he's facing a major brother. And sort of like Burke played, uh, Burke put the blame on Stryker that he lost to CM Punk as well. So, you know, again, Burke is just attacking Stryker here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just more like, you know, Stryker's got to prove himself. And I, I do like how Burke basically said it was because of Stryker's recent losses that he lost his concentration, and that's what cost him the win against Punk. So kind of trying to try to save some face there as to why he got beat. So, um, yeah, it's, again, just kind of basic stuff here. So now we have Matt Stryker versus Brett Major. Hip toss and shoulder knockdown by Brett. Belly to back suplex by Stryker. Clothesline by Stryker. A neck breaker to Stryker. Brett tries to get a roll up on Stryker, but then Stryker hits two golden rules to Brett for the win. For this match, Steve, I want a star and a half. I really liked how they were giving, uh, you know, Brett Major here. Um, a lot of time to get some offense in and, you know, just like the finish, you know, where it's like, oh, he might striker might lose, but then, you know, he ends up getting these two golden rules in for the win. So I went a star and a half. I thought it was good showing by both guys, you know, striker really uh, pulled some weight here uh, in his uh, match, you know, not, not, um, not something you would see from striker nor what I think they were at the time getting a, job or some uh, ring time here you know you would think that it would be like just a squash for a striker's revenge but it looked like uh, it was a little bit of a surprise as well so i want a star and a half yeah i want to start and a half too again pretty good decent little stuff here uh striker obviously coming out with a lot of aggression because he knows he's got to prove himself and um i thought brett looked you know decent for what he did um you know, he got some good moves in. And again, you think, you know, they're going to pull the upset. He's going to pull the upset and beat Stryker. But then Stryker finishes him off fairly easily. So he kind of, you know, keeps himself out of the doghouse for a little bit uh, in the eyes of uh, Burke. So um, good, decent little win there for Stryker. And, and again, it feels like that uh, that shock win the majors had earlier in the month is now uh, feeling miles away because um, the one lost to Burke on a few weeks ago and now uh, Brett loses here. So um, we'll see if, if, uh, if the majors, if they're now just going to kind of go back into the role of uh, of being jobbers, or if they're actually going to kind of turn it around and get another win. Yep. Uh, Yeah. So, um, you know, um, let's see what uh, happens uh, with our uh, main event. Um, So, but like I said before, we have a recap of, Monday Night Raw, you know, and Lashley uh, runs a gauntlet, uh, and if he wins this whole gauntlet, if he runs the gauntlet, he gets Mr. McMahon one-on-one at one night stand. So Lashley overcomes everyone, and he uh, wins uh, to uh, get a matchup versus Mr. McMahon at one night stand. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, just Vince putting all the odds against them and actually overcoming them. And, I mean, he had to beat Chris Masters, Viscera, uh, Umaga, and then Shane at the end. So, um, they really, you know, again, Vince trying to stack the deck, but Lashley pulling it out. So, now that he's got Vince one-on-one, maybe this will finally be the time where uh, where he finally gets the, uh, finally gets the belt back. Yep. So, now um, we have our uh, 
main event is Rob Van Dam and CM Punk versus Marcus Corvan and Elijah Burke. RVD and Corvan start off. Shoulder tackle by Corvan to RVD. Split-legged moonsault to Corvan. Springboard clothesline by Punk to Burke. Burke and Corvan are working on RVD. Corvan is working on uh, RVD's knee. RVD tries to cover Burke, but his feet are on the ropes. Inseguri to Burke, tagged to Punk. Knee lift and bulldog by Punk. RVD misses a crossbody. A pounce to Punk. Burke and Corvan get disqualified, and then a pounce to RVD. So they get um, Corvan gets disqualified because he is uh, not listening to the referee, and he didn't get out of the ring. So it's sort of a confusion here as well. Um, and then a pounce to RVD. So for this, I went a star in three quarters because we have no clear winner. And it uh, looks like they were trying to protect uh, Corvan and Burke here. But uh, brutal uh, pounces uh, by Corvan to both Punk and uh, RVD here. Yeah, I went actually two and three quarters. I was really getting into it, but the uh, the finish did kind of hurt it. It hurt it a bit for me. But I thought both teams had a had some really good chemistry. Um, you know, Corvan and Burke. You know, showing you know, kind of working really working well together as a team. Um, and then, like you said, yeah, the ending kind of uh, confusing. Corvan's not the, the legal man. He you know. Won't, he basically gets the team DQ, but he still looks strong. But he's the one that gets the pounces off on both uh, Punk and RVD. So again, really making uh, Corvan look real strong here. Um, and, I'm, and like I've been saying, it seems like you know, if we were talking about like all these these heels, but it seems like just based on what we're seeing uh, that um, it seems like Corvan's the first guy that might be the one that to uh, potentially get the get a shot at Lashley if he does win the title back from Vince at a at one night stand. So they're definitely doing a they've been doing a really good job here of making a of making Corvan look really strong. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what uh, happens there. Well, that's actually going to do it for our show here. So, like we said, Steve, you know, a lot of uh, things are happening. You know, as uh, we progress to. Uh, one night stand and uh it looks like a lot of things gonna be turning a little bit for uh some of the ecw originals here as well um as we get into heading into one night stand but uh very good showing by the uh the new breed and uh lashley as well as um you know like we said lashley uh, got the win versus the new breed uh going into judgment day and now lashley's gonna face mr mcmahon one-on-one and a very good showing that the new breed is not one to mess with. At least Marcus Corvan isn't as um, as they go into uh, the one night stand uh, field as well. And uh, what's going to happen with the new breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's going to do it for our uh, shows here. But before we go, Steve, do you have anything that you want to direct the uh, listeners to? Um, you can usually find me over on the PTB Pop Experience with the uh, regular shows I have there. Uh, Pop Goes the Classics, Making Matt Rushmore, and um, Video Jukebox Song of the Day. Um, still going very strong. Um, also, I've occasionally made appearances over on the North-South Connection, either as part of the um, the, the uh, premium live event uh, previews with Ryan Gray. Uh, I've also made a, a few uh, appearances on No Holds Barred for their drafts, so be sure to check those out on both the um, 
in the pod forum and also on YouTube, uh, the North South Connection pay, uh, YouTube channels. If you haven't uh, subscribed to that, uh, please do so. Those guys do a really great job over there with those shows. Um, and also, I'm also on the uh, PTP Facebook group. Um, lots of good stuff over there. And I will also just um, tease right now. Keep your eyes open on the Facebook group because we will have uh, information regarding our next tournament, which will be kicking off uh, this coming um, in the coming in the weeks to come. So just keep an eye out for that. Oh, I cannot wait for those uh, tournaments. I love them. You know, just like the voting. It's like, oh, are the new polls open? You know, I always enjoy that as well. As for, as for me, you can find me on the uh, Place to Be Nation uh, wrestling feed, you know, uh, with this show and also the Nation Invasion. Recently, the episode just dropped. Re- recently, the episode just dropped. Uh, I did a special watch along with Keith Langston about uh, King of the Ring 2001 as we continued the uh, coverage of the uh, Invasion era. You know, we're, we're getting a turnaround here and uh, – King of the Ring was a very good stepping point for uh, the WCW superstars and who was coming over. Not to mention that brutal street fight, um, the brutal street fight with um, Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle that uh, basically stole the show. But, you know, a pay-per-view is not without consequences, as uh, there were a lot of injuries uh, in that. Uh, pay-per-view uh, between the last two matches. And uh, so you can listen to that one. And then, um, as this show is going to drop too, a week later after this show drops, um, me and Rocco Martone are going to cover, um, you know, the Monday Night Raw and SmackDown from both Madison Square Garden after uh, King of the Ring 2001. So be on the lookout for that as well as we continue to march through this uh, invasion era. And on uh, Beverly Hills 90210 so, uh, I was just a uh, guest on that show with Justin and Tim as we recorded Season 2, Episode 17, Chucky's Back. So that will be uh, later in uh, – that will drop later in June where uh, Steve um, you know, finds out uh, some important news about uh, where he comes from and uh, his family as he battles a uh, – a, a rival at uh, West Beverly High, so uh, we'll see how that goes as well. So, um, look, I'm looking forward to when that drops as well. Well, that's going to do it from us here on Extreme Resurrection. I'm James Gruenberg. He's Steve Riddle, and we will see you next time. Stay extreme, everyone.